0: Good morning church. Good morning. Well it's certainly good to be here today and I'm grateful for the opportunity to come and share what God has called uh, my family to and this opportunity to serve uh, with Medical Missions Outreach. And so uh, some of you may have heard of our ministry before so I'm just curious how many of you before uh, I came here this morning or before it was announced that I was coming here did you know about Medical Missions Outreach? Anybody? A couple. Dr. Sis did, which that's a blessing, and some others over here. Um, Well, boy, I'm just excited to share with you. They told me this morning we're just going to spend, boy, it looks like about 30 minutes just kind of sharing uh, what we do, how we do it. And so I'm excited for that. I will have an opportunity uh, just at the end to answer any questions that would help provide some clarity around what God's called us to do. But let me start with sharing a little bit about my personal testimony, if I could. Uh, This is my family behind me on the screen there, and I regret that they can be with me this morning. But uh, I'm uh, grateful for my wife, Cindy, and the three children that God's blessed me with. Uh, I grew up in Nebraska. How many of you have ever been to Nebraska wow, look at that. That's more than, I man, that's like most, more than most uh, places I go. So that's neat. Um, I hope you didn't drive through Nebraska. That's torturous. But if you spend any time there, it's, uh, it's wonderful. But uh, I grew up there. My dad's a pastor there in Nebraska uh, ever since I was four years old. And so that's kind of home for me. Grew up in a pastor's home and I'm thankful for my dad's faithfulness, still pastoring there in Nebraska. I left um, after graduating high school and went off to Bible college where I met my wife, Cindy, and she was also from a pastor's home in Columbus, Ohio. And so we met. Uh, I, I tell people all the time, we met young, we got married young, we had children young, and so we're just still figuring out how to do life now in our um, older years. But, uh, but we met and got married, and then we moved back to Nebraska after Bible college to uh, join up with my dad's church and just did church ministry and had a wonderful opportunity to serve alongside my dad for 10 years in Nebraska. And if I'm being honest, um, I thought that was what my future was going to always be. I love church ministry. I was able to do young adult ministry and media ministry and discipleship and outreach. And I love the local church. And I really thought that that's where God would have me for my whole life. It was probably about five years ago now that God began stirring in my heart for worldwide missions And I honestly had no idea what that meant. I had um, been on two missions trips at that point, and it was kind of through seeing the need and also just um, in my private time with God, God pulling my heart towards missions. I just, God, I don't know what that means. I'm here in church ministry. I'm in Nebraska. Uh, Some of you might call that a mission field, but, uh, and it is. There are people in Nebraska, believe it or not. There are more cows than people, but there are people. So, um, So I knew I was being called towards missions, didn't know what it looked like for sure. I had an opportunity to, um, to answer a call to go to Ohio where my father-in-law pastored. He said, come here and help us with a specific project with our church. And um, so not knowing exactly what God would have for me, we moved to Ohio knowing that was the next step for us. And it was through our time there that we got introduced to an opportunity to go to the Philippines. We were able to serve with a missionary for what ended up being three months, just an extended missions trip. Again, just trying to feel out, God, what do you have for our family And, you know, looking back in that season, I would be very honest in telling you that I would call that a wilderness season. When you know God has something for you, but you don't know what, you don't know where, and you're just saying, God, show me where you want me to go. And so he opened up this opportunity to go to the Philippines, so we jumped on it. And let me encourage you with this. If you're in a wilderness season now wondering where God wants you, whether it's big picture, what he wants you to do with your life, or maybe it's small, maybe it's on a weekly basis or a daily basis— let me just encourage you this. If, if you walk through the open door that God gives you, he'll never fail and let you down and leading you where you ought to be. And looking back, like, as I, I see how God's orchestrated my life in the last few years, um, I could have never orchestrated it this way. As much as I knew what God, the pull was in my heart towards missions, I knew what God was pulling me towards, I would have never guessed this is where I would land. But I look back and recognize it's only because of his goodness and his leading in my life. And so we spent that time in the Philippines um, and this was early 2019, I just before we were about to go, and we were praying, God, if this is where you would have us to serve, partnering with this missionary full-time, like we will be willing to go there. Uh, just before we get ready to go, a gentleman by the name of Bradley Edmondson calls me. He uh, hooked up with me just from some mutual friends. I'd never have known of him and never had heard of medical missions outreach before. And he says, hey, can I tell you about what God is doing through our ministry? And I said, well, sure, yeah, I'd love to hear it. So he begins to tell me all that God's doing, which I'll tell you in just a minute here. And he said, and what we really need is somebody to join our ministry to help us do more? He at that time had been uh, really solely leading and pioneering this ministry um, in a sense, and so therefore he said, I need somebody else that could come in and just take a load and help us do more for the glory of God. And so I said, Wow, I love that, but I'm about to take my family to the other side of the world for three months and just uh, pursue what God has for us there. Can I get back with you in a few months, type of a thing? And so sure enough, we went to the Philippines, loved our time there with Calvin and Mindy Hauser just outside of Manila, and they and came back to the States and prayed for a couple of months, met up with Bradley and recognized that that is exactly what God would have for our life. And so it was a kind of fall of 2019 that we committed to join the ministry and then um, I could tell you a whole bunch of stories about how crazy life got after that because we made a, a move to Baltimore where the ministry was located at that time and then 2020 came and messed up all of our lives collectively and God was good through it all. So I won't even get into that but let me tell you about the ministry and how it began. I have a video and some pictures here in just a minute. It was back in 2003 that Bradley was pastoring a church in Alabama, his home state, and his wife uh, had graduated. They both graduated from PCC. She was a nurse and he was a pastor, so she's working in a local hospital. And uh, through that hospital, some of her friends were asking about uh, going on a missions trip, a medical missions trip. It wasn't necessarily a faith-based group. It was just a group of people that were wanting to go serve those who had didn't have what they had here, what we have here in the States. And so they said, hey, let's go to um, uh, Peru, I believe it was, and just serve the people. So she came home one day and she said, hey, Bradley, I would love to go with my friends on this trip. I think it would be a good opportunity for, us, for me to go. And so he said, well, if you're going to go, then I, they're going to let me go to go along and protect you. So they, he said, if I can go, then I'll go with you. Then we can both go. So sure enough, they both went that first time. And he was a pastor, they knew he was a pastor, and so he took the opportunity to have gospel conversations. And the patients would come in, and they would serve him, they would care for them, and he would uh, take time, and he would talk to them about their soul and share the gospel. And they were just amazed at this opportunity to help people with their physical needs, but yet also minister to them spiritually. And so the next year came around and they actually traveled with that same group again. And the year after that, they thought, you know what? We could even be more intentional with the gospel if we we did this on our own. So he called up one of his missionary friends and he said, hey, could I bring a medical missions team to to help you serve your community? And the missionary was like, well, I've never done that before. And Bradley's like, I've never done it either, but let's try it. And so they said, sure enough, let's try it. And the whole time he's still pastoring his church and she's still working at the hospital. And so that's kind of the humble beginning. They went down to Dominican Republic for the first time called up some doctor friends, some nursing friends, and went down there and just opened up a clinic for the community in a place that doesn't have access to healthcare. And sure enough, the patients came and they were able to serve them one by one, help them with their physical needs, and then take the time to tell them what they really need, which is a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so the next year came around and they did it again. And the next year came around and they did two trips and then three trips. And then he felt the the call to step out full time and to uh, launch medical missions outreach. So he resigned his pastorate and she resigned from the hospital hospital and they raised support to go serve as medical missionaries. And God has just continued to grow and bless over the years, uh, which is now an amazing um, thing as God has just opened so many doors and brought in so many amazing people uh, that we can reach all around the world with the gospel message using medical missions. And so the essence of what we do is kind of simple, but a bit complex. We are based here in the United States, and so we are based in Georgia. We have an office and a warehouse there where we base out of, and then we engage volunteers from all around the United States. These volunteers look like some doctors, some nurses, uh, some optometrists, some dentists, some hygienists, uh, physical therapists, surgeons, as well as a whole host of non-medical people who just want to go and serve on the mission field. And so we engage people, maybe a group of about 30 to 40 people, and we go into a country where they don't have access to the healthcare that we have. They don't have access to eyeglasses, to dental care, to even basic medicine. And so we go in and we always partner with a local church. We always come alongside a, a missionary who's already serving and loving their community and through that we can provide a week-long medical clinic which brings hundreds of people to a place where they can have their physical needs met but most importantly they can know about Jesus Christ. And so what I'd like to do is give you a little visual of that uh, through our video and so it's about a five-minute video so we're going to take a minute and look at that and then I'll throw up some pictures and just kind of explain a little more about the details of how we do what we do if we could. So let's show the video.
1: I was injured while working several months ago. The pain is getting worse and worse, but I had to do my job. On the way to work this morning, I passed a sign on the road about a medical clinic. Would this free clinic have anyone who could help me with this pain? Can I be healed? Is there a healer?
2: My son has been sick for days and seeing him suffer is unbearable. I need help. I saw the church in town hosting a free clinic this week. Would they be able to figure out what's wrong? Would their medicine work? I have to try. Is there a healer? My eyesight has been getting so much worse lately. It's getting harder to drive if i lose my job as a taxi driver i don't know how can i support my family i saw that a church nearby is having a free optical clinic this week i wonder if they have some new glasses that will work for me and help me keep my job i wonder is there a healer hurting people have always flocked to jesus they came in troves to see him to beg for healing praying for a miracle and when they went on their way bodies mended and souls transformed their lips sang with praise there is a healer this is the beautiful ministry of medical missions outreach we partner with local pastors and missionaries in developing nations all over the world to minister to people who do not have access to quality health care Pain and suffering bring thousands to a place where we have a chance to show them love by offering compassionate care. Then, a volunteer from that local church will share the message of the gospel with each patient, providing the spiritual care that he needs most desperately.
0: Hello, this is missionary pastor Jerry Wyatt here in Morogoro, Tanzania. As we seek to reach our community uh, for the cause of Christ, we've been able to partner with Medical Missions Outreach, and they've been a, a tremendous blessing and a tool to draw people to Christ. They're able to come to our church and see their physical needs met, but more importantly, reaching them. Uh, with the gospel, and we've seen many, many hundreds of people trust Christ uh, through these outreaches. Uh, many that have been baptized, that have joined the church. I think of one gentleman in particular that trusted Christ the very first outreach, and has helped out every single one since. We want to thank uh, Medical Missions Outreach for the tremendous a uh, blessing they've been to us. Our church people love being able to invite family and friends using this tool uh, of Medical Missions to reach them for the cause of Christ.
2: Our teams of volunteers typically see over 25,000 patients in more than 15 countries each year. Consultations, physicals, eye exams, dental work, physical therapy, even surgical procedures are done completely free of charge. After receiving the care they need, each patient then hears the beautiful message of the gospel in their heart language from a member of the host church. Thousands of these choose to trust the Great Physician with their spiritual healing as well, receiving Jesus as their personal Savior.
1: Partnering with Medical Missions Outreach enables us to not only show the love of Jesus, but to also share the love of Jesus as we come alongside hurting people who are in desperate need of not only physical attention, but spiritual attention. We partner along with our numerous churches from the jungle. Our leaders come down here and spend the whole entire week doing evangelism, talking to every single individual that passes through these gates. This week alone, over the last three days of of, uh, running the brigade, We've seen over 2,000 people. It's been able to connect us with our community. We've seen numerous leaders from our state government to our council government come through the doors here, being able to greet them, introduce yourself as a ministry that cares and wants to show love to people and connecting them with the church. And medical missions outreach makes it possible for us to be able to make an incredible impact on our community that we would have otherwise never been able to access.
2: We need you to lock arms with us, whether it be volunteering on a trip, collecting eyeglasses, funding a special project, or praying for us faithfully. We need you. All over the world, there is great pain and suffering. People are desperate for help, desperate for hope, but we have a message to share. There is a healer. He loves you. He died for you. He sent me here to care for you. Let me tell you about him. To learn more and find out how you can get involved, go to medical-outreach.com. Medical Missions Outreach, pointing others to the great physician.
0: Of course, anybody who's uh, had the opportunity to travel outside of the United States recognizes the incredible need that there is uh, in the amount of hurt that there is around the world. And no matter what country we go to, what continent we go to, whether it's Africa, Vanuatu, as was shown there, South America, Central America, we get to partner with missionaries who are faithfully loving their community already in the best way that they know how. And just like as if you were a local church here, as you are, uh, you wanna reach your community. And when our ministry is able to come in and partner together with that local church, uh, just imagine as your local church here is getting ready to meet, what if there was when you pulled up this morning, uh, just imagine hundreds of people lined up just waiting to come inside of your building. And as they uh, come in, you can care for them, you can love them, you can give them what they are coming for, but then you have the opportunity to one-on-one carefully share with them the gospel message. And as you continue to care for them and love for them, more people just continue coming and coming. And uh, that's often what it looks like around the world as we get to go and partner. It's typical for people to line up at three in the morning or even in Colombia, South America last year, it was all night long. They stayed on the sidewalk just to be seen the next day. And the needs are so great. Uh, It's just, it's humbling to be able to go and to partner alongside these missionaries who uh, then can continue after we're gone loving and caring for their community. And that's the model of what we get to do. For me personally, I get to serve as an international team coordinator. And what that means is I work with all of our host missionaries, the gentleman that you saw on the screen, and so many others. As we uh, bring in the teams, I work with, okay, when the team hits the ground, how are we getting around? Where are we staying? What are we, you know, all those details that go into that, uh, what our clinic location looks like. But then I also get to uh, share devotionals with our team. I get to preach on the weekends. And so when I travel on the trip, uh, I get to. To do those things that I take about half of the teams, and then we have other staff, Mr. Bradley, and others who take the teams the other times and so um, that's kind of the the way that we get to do it and uh, no doubt through The COVID little era there, it was incredibly difficult. Uh, 2020 was confusing for everybody, but especially for us as a ministry that's designed to go. But then when 2021 came around, January of 2021, we said, you know what? Uh, God didn't put an asterisk on the Great Commission just because of COVID. He said, we said it's time to go. And so not many countries were open, but we started going to the countries that were open in January of 2021. And so last year was just phenomenal as we uh, did the most amount of trips that our ministry has ever done and reached the most amount of people. And then this year, we have just eclipsed, I believe 21,000 patients have come through our clinics, and we've been to 15 different countries. We have two more to go. I'll take a team to Guyana, South America, this coming Thursday, and then there's a team that goes to Bolivia after that, and then we're already making plans and preparations for all that's going to happen in 2023. So uh, God's been really, really good to us and opened up a lot of doors, and we've just uh, been careful to walk through them as he opens them up. But let me show you a couple of pictures, and then I'll see if there's any questions that I might could answer this week morning. But uh, as we walk through what a clinic looks like, uh, there's a triage area. So every Patient that comes in, if it's a medical clinic, they'll get uh, received by uh, triage, blood pressures, things like that. And there's always an interpreter if needed. Uh, These here are some glasses that we take in. This is down in Ecuador and the Galapagos um, Islands, is where they were serving just a couple of weeks ago. And we take in thousands of glasses. And this young lady here, sweet lady, 94 years old, came to our clinic in Zambia where we partnered with your missionary, I believe, uh, Todd Beeman, right? You guys support uh, Todd and Kathy Beeman. And so we came alongside their church, and she came in and was just tickled that she could read now. And she said, I want to be able to read my Bible. And so she had these nice reading glasses that she could now read. Uh, This year is in Tanzania, as lines are often uh, very long for people to come and to receive care in the clinics. Um, I will say about the glasses before I forget... Uh, You saw the glasses that we take into the country. A big part of what we do is optical care. The need is so great around the world for people to be able to have glasses. They just simply cannot afford it in most countries. And so we take in um, thousands of glasses every clinic. And all of those glasses that we take are all uh, donated, recycled glasses. And so churches like yours and um, optometrists and all sorts of people around the country, they collect up used glasses. And I see a lot of you with glasses on your faces. And what that means to me is that if you're wearing glasses now, you have those two or three pairs that you used to wear, right? Like we all have those. And so you could take your old glasses, you could give them to us, and then we have machines that recognize exactly what your prescription is. And so we notate that, we label them, we take them into the country, and then we find somebody who has your same prescription, and we match them up and give them those glasses. And so that'd be something that your church could consider doing to help us to uh, send your old used glasses into us. Uh, just some more pictures of clinic here. Uh, in the medical clinic we see all sorts young and old here's a bit of the step of the process in the optical clinic as they're uh identifying glasses this young lady has just received her medicine and all the children that come through our clinic they receive their medicine those little hand puppets that uh they can take home that says jesus loves me uh this young gentleman i think we just have a couple little uh faces here to see in the clinic these are some young people in tanzania um and then we also have the dental clinic. Most, most children aren't that happy when they go to the dentist. But this girl is happy to get that tooth pulled. And so uh, it's great to have hygienists that come along with us and dentists that come along with us to help with extractions, cleanings. And then uh, this here is down in Peru. The young lady just got her uh, medicine. And then uh, back in Tanzania. There's two stories I'd like to tell you real quick. Uh, the first one is about a gentleman from Tanzania. I was there just last summer. Oh, this is a different one. I'll tell you about the Philippines first then. This, uh, this gentleman came to our clinic in the Philippines just a couple of months ago. One of the last patients that I was able to see in the optical clinic. And he came walking in and he uh, said, I, my vision is blurry, but I'm also having a lot of pain in my eye. And so we looked at him, and he's a motorcycle driver in the Philippines. If you've ever been to the Philippines, those roads are not great for riding motorcycles. So he's zigzagging all around. And he said, I've gotten sand in my eye, and I've itched it. And so you could see it was scratched up. So we gave him some things that would help relieve that pain. But then I said, let's see if we can't get you some glasses. This gentleman was named, his name is Joseph, which is my name, which is pretty special. And so we're working together. And we found him that first pair, which was a pair of glasses, just the prescription he needed. And as I was flipping through all the glasses that we had taken to the Philippines, I pulled out that one that he had on that first picture with just a regular pair of glasses, his exact prescription. And then right behind that, I noticed another pair that was labeled a very, very similar prescription. So I pulled that one out too. And those happened to be the ones he has on here, which were prescription sunglasses. Because he rides motorcycle, that's really what he needed was sunglasses as well as the prescription so that he can wear those throughout the day to protect his eyes while he's doing his work. And so I was so happy about being able to give him two pair of glasses and he was thrilled as well. So I'm telling the pastors of the church after the end of the day. I said, hey, there was a guy that came in. I told him about what he does. I said it was cool because his name was Joseph, just like mine. And one of the pastor's faces lit up. He said, that's Joseph. He goes, I, I know who that is. I invited him to come to clinic. He said, he's a friend of mine. I've been working on him. I've shared the gospel with him. He's never come to church before, but I invited him to come to clinic here. And so he was just so excited about the opportunity for the seed to be sown um, of the gospel in that relationship. And so it's just what it's all about. But now Michael, the pastor there in the Philippines, will continue to serve and has continued to serve and minister to Joseph even after we're gone. So uh, just awesome being part of the body of Christ in that way. But then the next one I wanna share with you is a gentleman named Zena. Zeno came to our clinic last summer and um, we had the rare opportunity to go to Tanzania twice last year. We often go uh, just once to a country but because there were so many countries that were closed we went back to Tanzania twice. Zeno came to the first clinic. It was in April of last year and he came and he came just for eyeglasses. His eyes were just blurry. I just came. Well of course everybody who comes just for eyeglasses they don't often just receive visual sight. They're Heart gets open to their need for the Savior. And that was the case with Zeno. He sat down with somebody from the local church and he accepted Christ as his Savior. He, since then, shortly after that, got baptized here. And when I got there in June of last year, Jerry Wyatt, the pastor, said, Let me introduce you to somebody. And I walked up to Zeno, who was a sharp looking gentleman with a nice gold rimmed glasses, as he was on Sunday morning opening the door, uh, greeting people at the church there. And he explained to me his story. And Zeno, during the whole week of clinic that I was there, took off his work, which is a big sacrifice for anybody there in that country, took off work to be able to serve alongside us so that others can hear about the gospel message. So this is Zeno here with his glasses on, as you can see, doing registration for the clinic just last year. And so Zeno once was lost, once was lost, now is fine. Once was blind, now he can see. And boy, he wants to tell others that there is a healer. So he partnered with us to be able to serve in that way. And so... um, while i can tell you that we've served over 21,000 patients and we're excited about that we know we recognize every number means a person right it's not for us about the the masses the multitudes it's about the individuals It's about Zeno. It's about Joseph. It's about Harrison from Dominican Republic. There's so many others I could continue telling you about. Individuals that have come through our clinic that accepted Christ that are now plugged into a local church serving and wanting to tell others about the gospel message. And so that's what it's all about for us is people like Zeno and others who have accepted Christ and now have a relationship with him. So uh, let me take just a couple minutes if there is um, any questions that I could answer to better tell what we do and how we do it are there some yes ma'am I'll start back there not often um, my wife gets to go a couple of times a year and then I'm actually taking my oldest daughter Jalen with me next summer to Honduras for one of the trips so as they get a little older I'll start taking them one by one um, but it's just not conducive for the whole situation but as they can they love to but not often normally they send me out they kick me out the door get me going yes ma'am good question any others that would be helpful yes ma'am Yes, ma'am. We get to serve in a lot of countries in Africa um, this year uh, Zambia, Ivory Coast, um, South Africa. Next year we'll be in Senegal, um, uh, Ethiopia, uh, just a whole bunch of countries in Africa. So we, we do get to Africa a lot. It's a big, big uh, continent, that's for sure. Yes, ma'am. Oh. Oh, yes. Okay. See you alone. Yes. Sure, sure. No, it has been challenging, but we're grateful to be able to get back. Sure. Sure. No, that is tough. I'm glad they're doing that, though. Praise the Lord. Any other questions that would be helpful? Yes, sir. Pastor. Sure, that's a great question. So he's asking how volunteers raise their support to be able to go with us. And so the way that we've done it is... um they do raise their own, they, they pay their own way, would be the short answer. And the way that they find out what that cost is on our website, we plan out one calendar year in advance for where we're going to go and that sort of thing. And so they look on our website and they say, okay, Medical Missions Outreach is going to Ivory Coast, Zambia, wherever. So they pick their trip and they recognize on there what type of clinic is going to be offered. And so if they're a um, dentist or looking for one that has a dental clinic already there. So they're picking their trip that shows the, where we go, the dates of it, and the cost of it. And so that cost is covering their airfare, you know, all the things of the trip, and then we, they pay one price, and then we book them from their local airport. So if somebody from your church were to sign up, which would be a great thing, then uh, they, w- we would book you out of West Palm Beach, or whatever the airport is, the closest airport they'd want to fly out of, uh, from your airport here, all the way to the country you're going, and all the expenses would be covered until you get back. And so it's kind of a one-fee, um, we're grateful that we have just a whole bunch of volunteers. Last year, we had just about 500 volunteers travel with our ministry, and this year is about the same. So it's made it easiest just to have a flat fee for the trip, and then we can cover all the details in between. Um, maybe some very minimal equipment if they want to, but we do provide everything that would be needed for it as far as like next week I'm taking an optical and a dental team. And so we we provide the dental chairs, all the, you, you know, tools and all the things that need to go along with that compressors and things like that. So, I mean, they could bring little things, but we would have every, all the basics provided for them. Yes, sir. That's a good question. Yep. Yes, ma'am. Um, typically we would stay in a hotel, um, opposed to individual people. Yeah. I, I don't think we've had, a, I'm trying to think if there's any cases where it's individuals, but I think it's just a hotel is what's very typical for us. Yes, ma'am. Know, it, with a large team, that's kind of the easiest uh, option because it's. sometimes we take smaller teams. I'm taking us. the team to Guyana is uh, 17 people next week, so that's a little smaller team. There's no medical team with there. It's just optical and dental, and so that's a little smaller, but typically they're more in the 30 to 40 uh, uh, people is, is what a team looks like for us. Yes, ma'am. That's a good question. Anybody else? Oh, yes, sir. How do you afford the cost of medicine? The um. Well, it's a good question. <laughs> um, you know, it's we're just blessed with a lot of people getting behind and making that possible. So there's a couple of factors. We have, of course, people that support the ministry help with the, covering the overhead of that, um, those who sign up for the team there 's not much overhead built in there, um, like if somebody signs up to travel with us there 's maybe a little bit, but it more so comes through just people supporting the ministry and as the ministry has grown over the years, of course god 's been good to provide as all the needs have happened and so we get all of our medicine from the states typically now there's some countries we go to where they won 't let us bring in medicine, so we have to buy it in country, and typically that 's much more expensive and so we try to buy it from the states. Um, people donate over the counter medicine a lot, and so we're constantly receiving donations from over-the-counter medicines. There's a whole list of uh, medicine on our website that we can receive from over-the-counter medicine. And then for antibiotic and prescription medicine, we get that from Blessings International, which is a large group. They get their they get it from pharmaceuticals at a really lower, cheap price, as it just eclipses like the date that the pharmacy can't use it. But then it's good for another year. And so then we buy from Blessings, and so it's a much cheaper price than what we would buy in this, you know uh, to walk into a clinic. But it's still there's cost that comes along with that. Yes, sir. Um, And there's been um, just a lot of people that are really kind and gracious. Again, uh, we can't do what we do without... Individuals, churches supporting what we do. And it's, um, if I had time, I was going to share a little challenge today about just the body of Christ. And uh, it's just, uh, our ministry is in such a unique position. We get to see the body of Christ be the body of Christ in the most wonderful, unique way. And so if you think about all that goes into our ministry, it takes um, churches or individuals or some churches that would say, hey, we want to sponsor a pharmacy. Maybe you have a handful of people coming from your church on a trip. So the church will say, Let, can we sponsor a pharmacy? So maybe $2,500 uh we'll we'll sponsor the pharmacy and so they'll do that and they'll cover that portion and then other people will travel with us we'll get this whole group of Christians together to go and then of course we'll partner with the missionary and there's just all these different components of Christians working together and it's just awesome to see the body of Christ work together so that's kind of how it works yes sir um how else yes sir That's a good question. and something that's very important to us. And so um, we value and and rely on the relationship with our host church for the gospel sharing. And so if you travel with us, pastor, there's actually probably a small chance that you would be, or there's about zero chance that you'd be the one sharing the gospel. You're certainly equipped to, but here's why. We would have you in there. You would be serving in the clinic. You would be helping, but we have the local churches who we really are trying to connect them with the patients and then help have them share the gospel and so as um, somebody from Todd Beeman's church they were sitting at registration so as the patients come through the first person they're going to see somebody from their own um, village community and somebody that they can have a relationship with and so we're trying to connect those relationships and so here comes a patient they're going to see somebody from the local church and we're our ministry is just trying to be in the background like we're just providing a way for that local church to reach their community and so you'd be serving i'd be serving and they would walk through and one of those stops would be evangelism but it would be sitting down with somebody from the local church and so we encourage pastor for all of our hosts to do one-on-one as the patients come through the clinic one by one have that be how the gospel shared Um, it's up to the host though. We say, we trust you on how you feel is best. And sometimes the church just doesn't have enough people to share the gospel one-on-one. So sometimes they do a little group or something like that, but we do rely on the host to, hey, how can we best have the gospel presented to these patients as they come through the clinic? So that's how that's done. Yes, sir. And then it takes a language barrier out of it too, you know, which is nice. Cultural understanding, language barrier out there. So many positives of having the local national share the gospel, we believe. So yes, sir, that's good. Um, What else? Oh, it's 36. Maybe one more. Yes, ma'am. Um... Not that I'm aware of. No, ma'am, we go through blessings for all of the medicine that we get. Um, let me encourage you, if, if there's more questions, if you are interested in traveling with us, I have a little table set up. Of course, I'll encourage you to grab my prayer card and partner with us, with us in prayer. As a ministry who goes, there's a lot of complexities around what we do and we pray for God's protection, his leading, his provision. And so if you'd partner with us in that way, there's a lot of prayer cards on the back table. There's some other information. There's some stickers and things like that that you could take. But uh, thank you so much, Pastor, for your kindness and allowing me to share today. Thank you.
1: On behalf of everyone at Beacon Baptist Church, we thank you for joining us today. Our prayer is that your heart and life has been impacted through the biblical truths of this message. If you have questions or would like more information, please contact us through our website at beaconbaptistchurch.org. That's beaconbaptistchurch.org. May the Lord bless you.